and and i've been told by jim that be ready for a super chilled out super casual ultra casual conversation with pravin <laughs> there are no questions whatsoever in this podcast it's purely conversational so okay, so you, okay cool so no, you keep nothing is and... nothing is scripted uh your guest number 114 mr pravin apologize for bringing you on board a bit late because of the simple fact that i've been doing this journey all by myself single handedly uh and it's approaching 2 years now in the first week of march and that's it's quite an achievement i saw the one you did with jim jim yeah 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 it was nice it was uh, <laughs> very you know it was funny it was cool it was like i mean you know every time somebody talks it invokes a lot of memories for me also right like about times and you know so yeah what is it it's awesome so uh, you know it's it's a good exercise in memory you know well but yeah I, i my memory is not that great so you know i may not remember too many things too well but uh, i'll elaborate where i can thank you so much yeah bro so and and, we, and we're rolling as we speak what's the deal yes 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 it is and it is pretty much the way it happens it punched in as well as soon as a guest or an artist comes in the record button is pushed right so it's just yeah. similar very very similar and i pick the okay. best of the best and mix it <laughs> awesome 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 cool cool and 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 the thing is i mean as i was just saying because of the fact that i've been doing it all by myself single handedly i have a very extensive spreadsheet and a long long list of people that i still need to speak to and oh, hence wow. the delay to bring you on board so i apologize for that but with that said okay, man. I I am very very excited that you immediately accepted my invite Praveen so yeah, no, really appreciate it I was free I was kind of jobless so oh my god you you're extremely <laughs> modest <laughs> so Praveen thank you once again for supporting me in this journey and I I have a lot of things to talk to you about and yeah. I I just cannot wait to tap into each of those topics but before I deep dive into a lot of things i mean i would like to understand a bit about your journey towards uh you know being a music producer your very very early stages i would like like you to please take me into a nostalgic drive and share any of the memories that comes to your mind that's even before uh, uh, your okay. collaborations and stuff see i started when i was uh, okay i mean the the producer part i'll go little before the producer part okay. right so um uh, see i um, i was encouraged a lot by my mom and my aunt uh, you know to when I, at a very young age uh, to pursue music as in you know like uh, because they they got me a guitar and they kind of uh, you know got me a lot of books and stuff because we are talking about all pre pre internet days and all that right correct so um now that you know i i got naturally inclined to it you know probably i was like 10 years old something like that 10 11 years old but uh, i used to listen to a lot of records i used to buy a lot of music you know beatles abba and all that kind of stuff what was happening then bgs 
uh, and I used to be able to like I used to just put it on my record player and learn the chords and do whatever. And uh, you know the way the songs were kind of put together always fascinated me. You know, from right from a young age. Um, so as I dwelled uh, further, I started playing bass. Um, and, uh, you know, so I started playing with a few bands, you know, I was a little older by then, uh, say 16, 17, somewhere there. Uh, and uh, a, a keyboard player friend of mine called Bashir uh, was from Singapore. He had brought a little uh, electronic gadget, you know, uh, which, was, uh, which was called the Yamaha FB01 tone generator. Right. And we were it was like a little box, you know, it had a display a digital display and it had these things at the back which said midi you know right. midi in midi out and we were like i was like fascinated i'm like dude what is this and he's like oh, i'm selling it you know uh, some 10000 rupees or something you know so i bought it i said i'll buy it you know and then i was reading through the manual and then i figured like you can actually it has sounds in it and which can be triggered okay but to do that, it's another process. So you, you're going to need a computer, you know, you're going to need a computer with a MIDI interface. And we're talking about like 83, 84. Okay. So in Chennai, um, I, you know, it was crazy. There is nothing, you know, and there's no information other than magazines, you know. And, um, but somehow I managed to get, uh, you know, from through my aunt in Germany, uh, I managed to source out a MIDI interface. Uh, my dad bought me a little Apple in 84. And uh, I put this thing together with the software and it was working beautifully. It was like we were able to input music and it was able to, you know, do uh, what we call MIDI sequencing, right? And, uh, you know, so that was probably one of the primary triggers when I realized that. And by then technology had got a little better. And, uh, you know, I started programming a lot, you know, at that point. And, uh, you know, so the programming and the need for music arrangement uh, and all that drove me towards production. And uh, I was playing with some bands. I was doing a lot of session programming, jingles, ads, uh, all kinds of stuff. Right. And um, uh, I but I to pursue this, I, uh, I studied I studied in Australia. In oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I was in Sydney for 10 years, Wow! Uh, which was from about, so about 88, 89. But b before that, I had already met Dilip, I'd met, you know, yeah. we were, we had jammed together. We were all into jazz by then, you know, so evolved into only jazz hits, you know. And um, uh, yeah, so around 89, I left Chennai uh, and uh, went to Sydney to study uh, School of Audio Engineering. I studied that, I studied music production. Uh, and uh, I was working in Sydney as well, uh, you know, on the jobs, I was working in a couple of studios. Um, yeah, and before I knew it, I was producing stuff, man. And, uh, you know, again, because we're talking about a time where technology was, you know, picking up fast. There were things coming out every week. There were new, uh, you know, something new would come out. and. Mm. Uh, so it was crazy, you know, at that point uh, to be overwhelmed with all that. And I I kind of, you know, right at that point was a transition completely from analog to digital. So I went through that whole transition uh, mm. phase of it, right? Um, yeah. So and then before I knew it, man, I was I was a producer in Sydney. I did 
uh, you know, produced some albums for Sony, Australia, for Virgin. Um, and I got signed with Warner. Mm. And then Warner suggested to me in about 97, they suggested, uh, you know, because I was doing a lot of R&B. So they looked at North America being a bigger market for me uh, in terms of I was signed for songwriting. So, yeah. And then that brought me to Canada pretty much. Right. Like, so that was my journey in production. So amongst all this, ARR comes, you know, at some point and hijacks me, of course. you know, through this journey. So I'm trying to do this journey. And I've been hijacked by AR and, uh, you know, in a, in, a, in a good way because it was work, uh, it was exciting music, it was something totally different for me to do films and to be programming for AR and, you know, and uh, the, you know, the, the whole, uh, you know, the atmosphere, everything was so different. And uh, so I started with him in 98, uh, you know, on, I came to Sydney, I've been to Australia. Oh, my God. Uh, to Toronto in 98 and I started working with AR in 98 as well. Mm. So, yeah. And uh, yeah. And after that, it was like, I got, you know, then I was doing a lot of production in India of course. between 98 because I was barely here in Canada. Uh, I used to just come here to visit family and then go back. I started, I was doing some films of my own as well. So um, yeah. all that happened in 2000. So, uh, yeah, so I, I got stuck with the whole Indian production thing and uh, yeah, I'm still producing. So, <laughs> and of course, I, I left India in 2011 to come back to my family here and decide mm. that I decided I want to spend, you know, full time in Canada with the family. And uh, in, in a way, technology had progressed enough. Uh, internet speeds have got way faster. So we could work online and that, you know, and uh, that's also just getting better by the day. So yeah. everybody is, you know, all the musicians I work with today have setups of their own where we are passing stuff and, you know, collecting stuff. So yeah. uh, it, it it's become nice and there's a lot of freedom to work. Um, yeah. And uh, from here on, I've been doing a lot of independent stuff. You know, I've been having more fun writing my writing doing producing stuff which are not for films so which means i don't have a brief like a situation or you know a need it's it's we who make the situation so you know nice yeah, so nice that's my journey bro. amazing i i absolutely love this summarized version to start that, it's a great that start is, uh, that is the journey but let's just say this journey in in my life would only comprise of maybe <laughs> 30 I mean, I would say, especially between 98 and 2011, AR, you know, was pretty much occupying a good 50% of <laughs> that journey. You know what I'm saying? So I can, I can imagine. I can talk about, you know, of course, projects on and off doing with them. And, you know, so, yeah. Of course, yeah. We're, we're going to deep dive into a lot of things. But I, I, I still want to take a step back. I mean, it's absolutely amazing. You gave just gave a, a good summary of your your journey so to speak and mm -hmm. back in the days again when you went ahead to pursue your uh, studies in sydney right um was music production a thing then that's in terms of what i what i'm trying to ask is did you know that 
music production was going to be the thing that you want to get to or the pathway yeah and secondly yeah, s- secondly um how did you know that music production was the thing <laughs> because i mean when it comes to music there's so many so many aspects to it right and I, I, i'm intrigued by the fact that you knew you clearly knew what you wanted to get or achieve and you went towards it i mean it's it's like this firstly you know in music one what what we tend to do is one is we have a lot of respect for other musicians other mm. artists right uh, so that's always going to be there so there are certain artists we love mm. and certain musicians we love right and i also happen to love people behind the scenes you know so the one side because uh, when, when you see the when when i was experiencing music there were two layers one is the music and two is the the sound of it the technology of it uh, you know how how the sounds are placed how it's put together and to me that was as fascinating as the music itself mm. right so i and i saw them as two different things so one is engineering audio engineering and one is music but i think as a producer i love the fact that you had to know both and you had to kind of be able to so to be a good producer you you got to be a pretty good audio engineer uh mm. you got to know the boards you got to know uh i mean you know wherever you, you got to know your environment and you got to know what your engineer or what any engineer is doing so you're able to kind of you know um uh, figure things out and mm. you have a perspective and so i think okay let's so let's just take uh, michael jackson mm. uh, th- at that point uh, you know the biggest producer one of the biggest producers was quincy jones and quincy well i was like a huge fan of quincy you know mm. and just by the fact that you know the, the the way he brought about the arrangements and the sound of the album and the harmonies and everything together so uh, to me you know i was like wow i like because i wasn't a singer and i i wasn't like uh, aiming to be a, a an artist per se right mm. so um what i wanted to do is be able to make wholesome products so uh, you know i i love the uh, the biggest beauty of production is where we are able to assemble a team and coordinate that team to give you something so we uh, you know so if i'm doing projects here some you know i might get like a drummer uh, who i trust in a good guitar player a good mm-hmm. bass player and you know and whoever we have right so then we put them together and um uh, kind of um uh, you know you you tailor and you fashion the sound around it you know mm-hmm. how everything should sound mm. and the layers and how it's placed and so you know it there's an aesthetic sense in the wholesome of it you know where you know and at that point i don't want to be thinking about playing anything i may not want to be thinking about mixing something you know i'm just looking at it wholesome i have an engineer you know i'm like dude just bring up the mm. vocals a little bit more you know and let's you know do this let's do that so uh 
the thing is you are just making sure that uh basically uh, in australia the culture where i came from uh or sorry where i i came from the production culture there mm. was labels would trust a producer to you know they'd give you the artist and they'd give you the producer they give you a budget and they say now you give us the album like you mm. know and that's it because a label is not going to know you know so basically you are responsible for the end product right right and now that wasn't a thing in india because in india even most uh music directors were producing their own thing and you know till ar came along basically there was no uh, nobody thought about production even things songs were just getting put together and you know somebody somebody was mixing it and it just got put out right so there was no so basically no one there was no no person sitting there and going hey i think the vocals are too loud or you know maybe mm. uh, you know the mix can be better you know the kick drum is too you know there's no, nothing of that you know it's just something comes the sets put mixed given and uh, the music sounded like it you know that's why you listen to a lot of older you know music from the 70s and 80s it mm. just sounds like it's just in one block you know and you know ar came and brought finesse into it you know mm. he brought beautiful finesse right from roja and he he always had finesse right from the day because he's another guy who again admired production he grew up from that school right so uh, and i think what ar did was groundbreaking because he changed everybody he gave everybody you know a standard <laughs> where they're <laughs> like okay now we've got to you know at least sound you know like half as good you know so uh, so that happened people started taking more you know so i did uh, a spate of albums uh, as a producer it, my first stint was in 98 when i came mm. back to uh, when i came to india mm. uh, so i did a couple of albums for magna sound uh which was a label then yeah of course and uh, so i did an album i did an album with vasundra das at that point right. uh i did one with daler mehndi uh yeah. and you know so there were six albums i had worked with them on as a producer yeah. so again same thing because again by then they had also got into the thing that okay we have this budget and we have this artist and you give us the album it's right and you know you so you uh, write whether uh, you know now whether uh, i was also assigned uh, as being the composer but you know when to be a producer necessarily you don't necessarily have to be a composer mm. you see what i'm saying i was so just about to ask you because when you said yeah. you, you had like six albums with magnason for an example i was just about to ask you was there a composer involved in in the mix of the team or it was just purely a producer who was also composing so there, there were uh, i think about three there were there were two actually out of the six there were two uh, kind of uh, remix albums so right uh, yeah. but uh, i mean they just rearranged albums so mm. the mm. other four were co- the compositional albums so i had right. composed right right it wasn't uh, stuff so but what i did was i have this way of working where i compose like when when there's like because when there's a song coming up mm. i tend to bring the artist into the compositional stage right yes. so so i did the album with shrinivas yeah and that's how i encourage shrini to 
to start composing right like because i'd play the chords and i'll be like okay, you know i'll be like dude you can do you can you know <laughs> you can go here you can do this so he started experimenting and then you know he he, he kind of started liking it and so uh, to me it was just production because when i get the artist involved in the compositional stage mm. uh, of coming up with lines and ideas i'm bringing their soul into the product even more rather than them, them just singing i'm bringing yeah. their soul in as well right so mm. uh, yeah i think that that becomes important yeah beautiful i absolutely love it i love this um, a long chat right <laughs> no that's that's good i i absolutely love it. it it inspires me and i'm pretty sure it's going to inspire a lot of the aspiring okay. musicians slash music producers so to speak um just just i still want to stick with music production uh, in the context of music production again now i'm trying to draw an analogy here so i work here in it and in the pa- in my past life i used to be a developer i'm not a developer anymore or hardcore programmer uh, coding in java c++ or whatever that was back in the days now what i'm the analogy that i'm trying to draw it it it's completely random you can trash it but okay. but i'm trying to draw an analogy here so back in the days when when i finished my uni here in australia again and then uh went into the journey of uh, being a programmer and things like that given a situation or a scenario if i had to develop something one of the first things i would do is try and see if someone else has done that or solved that problem before i deep dive or you know uh, dig deep into uh, finding a solution to that that was back in the days and then oh as as part of my evolution in my journey is when i started to solve problems on my own and and then look into other aspects maybe i could polish it in a better way or someone else has thought about it in a different way and then try and get inspired so to speak now yeah. the analogy that i'm trying to draw here from a music production perspective when you ha- do have a situation in front of you mm. how do you actually go about approaching it for example let's say if if it's it's a musical piece for a guy walking into the nightclub i'm just making it up completely random yeah. and then uh, the, the kind of sound that you would like to put in there for that musical piece uh, is is that where do you draw inspiration from is that as part of the creative process or do you look for references where you can get inspired and make it better in your own way i'm sorry it's a long worn question I mean, no it's it's see you're talking about a background a movie background score situation right it it, it could be anything i just made it up that's all yeah so like okay now i mean if you're saying i mean it's not a song what you're talking yeah. about is a guy is entering a nightclub and see now firstly <laughs> what what's going to happen is if that is the scene uh, obviously it will be like okay is this what what is the intention so you know obviously is this guy walking inside the nightclub to go and shoot and kill a lot of people or is this guy going inside the nightclub to go hit on a chick and you know and do something like that or is this guy just going to go there and drink and act really cool and uh, you know maybe spy on somebody so you have that situation so now yeah. that situation is going to preempt the way he enters right, right. and there would be you know like as a producer again i mean as like right now we're going into film film production or uh, audio design mm. 
like if a guy is walking towards a nightclub the other thing we got to keep in mind is the nightclub would already have music playing correct so that design you know with that music playing with the door shut is going to have all the high frequencies dropped out you know it'll be like, mm-hmm. you know it'll be like as he's walking closer it'll get louder correct and when that door opens the you know the sound changes right and he enters in so that is also going to be another layer which is going to be there so we obviously would keep that in mind and whatever music or whatever we're going to do we got to make sure we don't interfere with that rhythm or yeah you know so we maybe you know so i think what i would do is i would approach it best but also in most movie film cases these are situations where you discuss with the director as well mm-hmm. of you know like ideally in a situation like this where you, because you're saying it's a nightclub right and he's entering and there's music playing i would say not to have music because i'll be like dude that music is going to be like sub heavy and loud you know as this guy's walking mm-hmm. closer so maybe we'll have a uh, thing as he's walking but something which will get drowned out by the music as mm. he's walking towards mm. the thing right but let's just change that whole scene to let's just say if he's walking inside to a to a house mm. an old house he's Take walking yep. through the gate now again now it comes to uh, you know whether this is a horror movie <laughs> is he going to walk in that i love this <laughs> you know it's going you know i mean obviously based on that there is going to be uh, you know whether it's a thriller or whether he's just a guy tired and he's just coming home to have a beer and that's his house everything has a different flavor based on you know on the yeah. on the movie right so uh, i would do that now in terms of say in your question of about getting in taking inspiration definitely we do because hmm. that see every time i listen to a song and if i find something say it could be anything it could be an edgeheron song or it could be uh, you know any song it could be a arman song and sometimes you you may hear something they've done right which will be you know something unique maybe they'll have like a sound one bar here and it'll flip there and play one bar there and it'll do something and i'll be like hey wow that's nice it's like you know and that gets registered in your subconscious right like and sometimes when you're doing a song some other song you may have some other instrument doing something else <clears throat> but you can still still have that same effect having one bar here and then one bar here and then mm. with other way right mm. so i think we are always constantly drawing inspiration from anything we see around anything we hear it doesn't have to be um you know music it could be maybe you're watching a movie and it'll be some background score and something there and you know you you'll just be like hey wow that's cool and today netflix will rewind it right you hear it again you know and um i think that inspiration is really important because right. i think that makes you uh, kind of different so uh, you know it it's it's not to see how anybody else has approached a situation because a lot comes down to the director as well because sometimes directors may want you to do something quirky yeah right so in music itself there is this whole thing also of misleading right so let's say this guy is coming home to have a beer 
okay so he comes home we can have some nice music he enters in but there's a murderer waiting inside <laughs> so now we don't want to give it away that there is a murderer waiting inside because the public is not going to see that right so obviously we really want to camouflage it so and the guy just jumps out right like so um yeah but i love uh, this uh, i totally get it so so what i'm hearing is you don't have to necessarily reinvent a wheel am i right no not really but see because i think we all like let's just take music by itself yeah um music in itself has defined has got a definition so sometimes uh, what happens is music and uh, portrays a mood right mm. so let's forget about picture okay yeah. so let's just take you sit in front of a pair of speakers right and you hear something sad you will say it's sad you know you don't have to see something sad just mm. by listening to the music you'll say it's sad or you can listen to something which is funny and you'll be like hey this is funny right or you can listen to something scary right and now music by itself can create and all these emotions within you just as an oral experience mm. right mm. so you just have to close your eyes and the music can scare the shit out of you right correct you want, correct you know and the or it can make you feel lost in love mm. okay so and it can be just music and it's the effect of music on our oral senses right so we obviously we are tapping into that and we all have our limitations right like so of what we can do where right like so because that music has defined itself right like mm-hmm. so if there is a difference between a love a uh, a uh, a uh, love theme and a sad theme mm. right so you know happy love situation you put us you can't put a theme which is sad mm. right or in a very sad situation it should not sound like love how do you infuse the emotions into music praveen just out of curiosity I mean, it's it's uh, see there are kind of set Like, like I said, see when when you watch a lot of movies and so you're subconsciously picking up a lot of moods of music. Yeah, you know, you're unconsciously, subconsciously, you're picking up a lot of music which is funny, mm. la, you know, ideas which are funny, and uh, it's 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 like that. It, it, it's it's like say if you just close your eyes and listen to. uh cartoon music you know like tom and jerry you know you'll instantly start laughing right like it, it it's got that effect yeah. correct it, right? you know it's slapstick yeah. right and to me because these all have been embedded into us you know right. we we are it, it's like anything else it, it's these things have been embedded into us and it's about how we use it uh you know so we, we all have that's why what i'm coming to is mm. there are limitations in what we can do you know like so for example in a really sad scene i cannot put a ter- terrorizing kind of music <laughs> right yeah it, it's going to clash <laughs> because anybody who hears that music will say bro this music is too terrorizing yeah 
you know and here is somebody lying dead there and somebody crying and you got the <laughs> you know it doesn't work <laughs> so we are so obviously there's all it's all about sense and sensibilities right like how we yeah do it so right. uh it's something sad we'll play it sad you know we'll we'll figure out how how we can show it sad you know understand uh, yeah so yeah so yeah sorry were you saying something no no that's so i i've i've uh, just wanted to uh, you know i absolutely love what he just said um talking about limitations right uh it's just just wondering this is this is me being curious that's all uh number one is music production obviously varies with various genres of music like for example jazz hip hop or anything for that matter right i i'm i'm assuming you might agree with this so is there a genre which is more of your your comfort zone and is there a genre that you know for sure that you kind of dread and you wouldn't want to approach to approach towards rather it's it's not uh i mean i don't know in what respect see uh, let, let's put it this way mm. one thing as musicians what we do is everybody most musicians i know through uh, the ones i've known for the last 30 years or 35 40 years mm. have always evolved yeah right so it's not what they start with and where they end with and it's it's a constant evolve like every five years they're doing something else or they change with the times or the and of course there are some guys who are stuck with the same thing right like that's that's also there uh select few but the people will evolve and so, so some will evolve very fast some will you know evolve to varying degrees right so that is there now what you tend to do is uh pretty much uh, like i would i can only speak for myself okay? yeah so influences do play a big role what you've been listening to mm. right and uh, how you look at chord progressions or how you looked at music how you admired certain people mm. and for what they admired and how much of that has got into you right and there's also the as you evolve the new stuff which you're impressed with and how much of that gets into you right and all that comes to as a genre so th- there are certain genres where i wouldn't be comfortable mm. uh, like uh, say a full fledged uh, say somebody asked me to produce a, a a fully blown orchestral classical album i won't be comfortable with it because right. that is not my niche right mm. uh, or a big band jazz album i wouldn't you know even if it's jazz it will be like i'll be like it has to be modern jazz and uh, you know and i would rely on good musicians mm. you know uh, because to me it's all about that right see again this production is about like i said for everything it's a team which is assembled right Agreed. so if you come to me as a producer it's not that i uh, you know i can't produce a full fledged classical production i'll just be able to put the right team to right. overlook it right Understand i'll it. have people who will be you know so a lot of times in movies sometimes we are um, 
you know, there's a lot of research needs to be done. Sometimes when you're working with a period film Mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, the kind of instruments you can use, you know, and depending on how serious they are, right? Like say, say if there's a film showing, you know, uh, the 12th century or something like that, you can't have full synthesizer, you know, you can't, (laughs) you see what I'm saying? Uh, You know, you can't have hip hop there. You know, so uh, the that is why a lot of movies tend to go orchestral for all these older movies. Right, right. Any period-based film, it's because orchestra were always there. You know, but which orchestras really weren't there at the time of Julius Caesar. Mm. But even then, you'll have big orchestral stuff happening, right? Mm. But that's it. You know, the the. Uh, I remember AR was like you know pretty. Uh, thing about uh, when when he was working on Lagan, especially you know, took the kind of instrumentation again. You know, he avoided all forms of electronics in 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 that you know to get mm. that sound. And uh, so there is this thought process there and how it together. Yeah, totally get it. And one of the things that you just mentioned uh, is um, you know musicians evolve. Um, you know, as part of their journey, some of them do quickly, some of them maybe at various levels. You've been in the West for quite a long time and and just trying to compare with musicians in India where a composer needs to be uh, very much aware and be able to or capable of composing in any genre so to speak so to speak in india like depends on the movie and that dictates the genre or 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 the soundtrack dictates the genre for each of the songs whereas in the west it doesn't necessarily have to be that way am i right or am i actually wrong thinking in that aspect so what i'm trying to ask here is how do you see or the do you feel that especially the composers in India are pushed to the boundaries to tap into various or all types of genres because they're composing for an Indian movie which will demand songs or music for various genres. Whereas in the West, let's say if a movie is about a topic and then the whole genre is probably just stuck with that and the and the composer or the music producer in the west done doesn't necessarily have to be capable of producing or composing for other genres because his niche is this genre and he kills it i know it's it's a quite a long question but trying to get your thoughts because yeah no i'll i'll, I'll tell you so uh, yeah what you're saying see one is the West. Uh, I'll, I, I, I'll explain the fundamental differences. Mm. Um, uh, in, in the West, a lot of things you, you uh, observed are correct, right? Okay. Like uh, people, uh, uh, one, one thing fundamentally is most, say 99% of the films don't have songs, okay, in the West. So if there are songs, it is a music supervisor would source a song out from any popular song or Correct. old song or whichever and they would place it to whatever is required in the scene and then Spot on. To cut it out or whatever right that's how songs are put in if at all anywhere correct 
the so and the songs can be of any genre based on whatever is happening right like so that mm. that it, it's not an intricate part of the thing but it's depending on the director they play i've seen uh, some love songs and all play really become loud and bad almost picturized like a music video mm. i've seen all that also mm. in the west but it's still there now the genre of the film otherwise is in one uh, so in the west that is the case and now the movie per se would be a one and a half hour movie on one genre hmm. it will be a romantic movie a romantic Correct. comedy a rom-com or a could be a thriller or it'll be a horror or whatever you know cool. drama right and it will follow it the the composer based on a style will do you know it could be orchestral it hmm. could be indie acoustic uh there are various genres which they, they come through which mm. the director is comfortable with the composer and likes what the composer does and that happens now in india firstly we have this whole thing of songs in every movie you know Correct. like which is the other way around you yes. know 95% of the movies have songs okay Correct. and the songs each of them have a situation which is pretty type cast because you know nobody really comes up with it. it's a usual okay hero intro song then there'll be one uh, duet a hero and intro maybe then there'll be one duet and then there'll be one villain song and den song <laughs> they'll uh, oh, close close to this you know at this, some point in the movie they'll interject with one song okay and for no rhyme or reason mostly but the point is Uh, the audience uh, you know we the audience has been for years together they've been given songs only for movies right and that's the only way they that was part of the mass entertainment they got theatrical experience they got of watching these stars doing these songs Correct. and it was <clears throat> uh, this thing later on this, uh, you know a lot of songs all became smoke breaks and all that people would get up and start going to smoke <laughs> <laughs> when the songs come on and it was crazy but um the whole point is that songs became such an integral part of this movie industry mm. and these big music directors were made right and uh, now it's it's like the business is there it's it's the songs are the business mm. the background score is secondary it's just the the composer has uh, you know in in the south uh, in the composer has a responsibility to do the score correct okay uh, in the north the composers don't even do the score the, they you know there's different people doing the score mm. teams mm. okay and uh, so even the score most movies i see like because let's again i'll go about 80% of the movies are typecast movies you know they're structurally the same they have the same fight sequences they have one comedy track which will just keep coming in and out and then you know this is how generic movies are made right yeah. and uh, there'll be one story whatever is happening will happen and everything is shot, done to incidentals and sometimes they'll go to some foreign location and you know and something is scored now see i'm not going to talk about certain suddenly there are these gems which come out i mean you know there are movies 
which are entirely uh, like bahubali and all which just come with a complete purpose Agreed. of a period film you know there are certain movies but you know you know it's very rare mm. you know it, it it's or you'll find some very genre def- defying movies also mm. you know but uh, the, the point is it's all entertainment in the end what the audience wants and what works and you know it, all that is there so uh, i think with the whole difference in uh, the, the the point is abroad when the score happens from mm. film i think the the music director and the director uh they the, you know there's a there's a very clean plan of mm. action that barring a few directors i have bal- bali see that in in the in the indian film industry agree something just happens mm. you know and that's that's how it is very you know so uh, so you you know it it's uh i i i think that's the fundamental difference Agreed. between the two yeah you know yeah and that's it and so i wouldn't say music directors have a lot of demand on them uh you know uh, but a lot is expected of them mm. right but rightfully so i think in the west it's not if you go to hans zimmerman a lot is expected of him as well yeah <laughs> right so because these all they're all working on big budget productions yeah so a lot is expected yeah you know and uh, there's a lot of back and forth there's a lot of time spent you know mm-hmm. so it's it's a it's a process love it love it it's a process yeah. that's a great way to close that part now since you mentioned about the director aspect mm-hmm. the director not the music director but the director of the movie now uh, obviously the music uh this is just i'm saying this as a complete layman who is on the other side of the world who just appreciates music what comes out of a studio right mm-hmm. so what i'm trying to say here is a director who is musically aware who is very well uh, clear in his vision and knows the type of genre or the the, the kind of music that he wants and mm-hmm. he works with a music director or music producer let's say and the output is obviously going to be it will differ from another side of another type of director who would just come into the studio and say sir or happy song kudunga or or rap song kudunga or it's a sogamana song things like that mm. um how do you obviously it's it's uh as a music producer or a music composer it's you, you would be sort of on a on a high when you're working with a very well informed musically informed director working with you because that collaboration will mean something else because that's also an opportunity for you to explore parts that you may not have explored before and also the onus is on the director to push the music director or the producer to explore on the other aspects whereas on the other side the person who comes in just just give me five songs right Mm. what's your take on this this is just me being an outsider asking this that's all i'll see it's huh, everything uh, is a case to case basis here right because um 
some of the best directors i have worked with are absolutely non interfering okay okay they um uh, come to you with a brief okay uh, which uh, and uh, they because see again we're coming back to a movie and there's a situation okay? understand so they they'll come to you with with the situation song they when they narrate the script to you they tell you the song situations okay and that is the first sitting then say when you're doing the uh, so then when you have your second sitting with them for the song they'll again come in with the song lead and the song outro and they'll say okay so here's where the song and this is where the hero and heroine are uh, first seeing each other mm. uh, or whatever there'll be a situation explained to you okay and uh, now there what happens is from here it's wide open there are directors who have something in their minds right mm. which which could be a song which could be some english song mm. or or a you know french song or whatever they might bring something to you and say sir we are look thinking like you know what do you think of this song something like mm. this so we'll listen to it uh you know and with all the merits because you know see i i, I would want to work in a team with a director which means i want to respect his thought process as much as possible i'm not going to listen to his song that ah, nah, 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 I'll, mm-hmm. i'll do something better you know that, that that's that's like bad <laughs> you know bad energy right so you tell the guy okay let me hear it and you picture his scene and you know what he he'll probably have some visual references he'd give you what he's planning to shoot right and you will hear the song and you will pitch, try to go okay who can sing this and uh, do you have any words you're thinking about or you know uh, hook lines or anything which can you know define this scenario mm. so he may you know I'll, for for the smooth like so you you have all those discussions usually by this sitting the lyricist is also sitting with you right mm. so uh, they come up with the ideas as well so they'll be like depending on the di- what the director wants and you know what so because i what happens is you work on creating the hook you know the 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 part which people are going to remember in the song which is going to mm. be part of the song title it could be anything but it's mm. the main uh, pallavi anupallavi you know mm. and uh, the the key is to come up to you know jointly with something which everybody is happy that you know so right. nothing can be force fed i cannot force something on the director the director can't force something on me or lyricist can't just write something and give it or we can't just you know mm. so there is a chemistry which happens here right and that chemistry is important mm. okay and if that chemistry doesn't work out then what happens is uh this is any art where you know you'd just be like edad panitola you know you know which with which just means you just want to get out of it you know it it can and this this thing is crazy because this can happen even in terms of uh as a producer say if i'm working with a singer mm. if i harass the singer too much right that guy is going to be like okay i'll just do what you want and i'll go you know so i'm not, i'm going to lose a lot of his soul after that you know so the the key is to have everything in a healthy balance and right. do it so i think uh, so that chemistry becomes more important than 
how much the director knows or how much he doesn't know understand there is you have wrong in indic- of the equation also you have direct some directors who think they are musicians and they are mu- musical and they are singers and they'll come and sing like their lyricists they'll come and tell you lyrics which are crap right and i've had some atrocious lines and all told to me and i said i won't do this sorry you know like no way you know and because that's happened you know and uh, so there is there is this lot of haggling which goes on right. but i think you know the best you you see the results and where you know the when you have good chemistry and good uh, the songs work out well yeah right usually and when the songs work out well that you'll see that team operating again mm. uh, or working together and uh, you know there's a enjoyable experience right for all of them so that yeah. becomes important right amazing so yeah so i think that's that is the key more than anything else so there are directors who will just come and say enakku onume theriyadu sir resign situation enna mari paattu pannalam he'll ask right now i would suggest now before i even dwell into a song i obviously then i'll play him a bunch of songs correct i'll ask him you don't have anything okay your students don't have anything okay like let's because let's figure out let's shortlist this to about five six songs and figure out which one can work well so which kind of style then the next part is how to cleverly bring that style in without ripping something off you know yeah <laughs> but just to be able to uh, and how do you make it stand out yeah so i love this i love this Th- man this is this is like a ma- master class for music production i absolutely love it I, I, oh well man you yeah anyway i don't know it everybody has a different way of working and approach yeah. to uh, to things right so i'm i'm just giving you my of course approach and uh, see music again you know let's not this this is not about music production because i think some of the things i'm telling you as an experience as a, mm. as a composer you know yeah. uh when i did little john or when yeah. i did films on my own otron and all that and when i was dealing with directors and uh, you know because as a producer working with ar i am not the one's dealing intensely with the directory at, at the compositional level because Correct. the song is already composed and approved but only then i am called yeah right so ar has made the song he's done everything he has an idea what to do uh, you know what, what what he wants to be done how it has so it's it's um, and beyond this yes we are still satisfying the director it's not like the director doesn't come and listen Correct. or has an idea but you know we are exciting the director that's yeah. that's the plan you know and yeah. even there there's a chemistry so a, a lot of the directors who worked with ar i developed a good chemistry with you know so you know where they were able to come and hang out so but like you know whether it was shankar or whether yeah. it was uh, you know manisha or whether it was kadir uh, you know we all had good chemistry mm. to uh, you know to to work and to come up with the ideas right mm. like so uh, and the excitement was there so i think that's really crucial that that happens you mm. know, that just, it, it should be very connected effort between the director and the music director you know in most cases in india music directors are the producers right so even if i see even if i say i, I can't really say i produced a song for ar 
Mm. AR is the producer. I program the song for AR, right? In the end, he puts it together. Right. And so it it is, uh, you know, uh, yes, we put in a lot of our ideas and arrangement and everything. But the point is, he takes it, you know, maybe one step to twenty steps beyond, maybe even, you know. Mm. So that that happens, but again, it's the chemistry. You know, it's me, mm. him being happy with what I do, me being able to tell him what I do. It's how we communicate. Me being able to understand him, you know, mm. and uh, him being able to figure out what I've done and how he can kind of put it together. Right. So right. Amazing. I love it. So, and and just on the point that you just mentioned, uh, you know, obviously now coming into the AR ARR side of the world, when when he comes up with an idea and he has composed something, and you come into the mix, as in into the life cycle of that song. Let's say we just stick with the song for now. So, does that idea or that composed whatever format that is? already has things like flute needs to come here and there's there needs to be some drums or percussions or whatever that is needs to come on this 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 point and then <laughs> you develop over it and you program how does it work everything, everything see we are one thing in in today's world or you know when right from 2000 since we had mm. non-linear systems uh everything is flex like so nothing nothing is set in stone till the right. End, right right so we may take flute parts we may take this we may take that we may use something we may not use something but in the end any song i did for him uh i would put my picture together right of it right so i would be like okay let's get some flute you know mm. uh, thing and I, you know and uh do what what whatever i have to get i get onto the onto the tracks is that a trial and error process no 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 i mean not yeah. not at our level no <laughs> yeah. because you know, it's too expensive <laughs> no because i mean the reason why i'm asking this is because don't get me wrong uh i don't mean to offend you or anything but what i'm trying to ask is let's say if you had to include a flute portion in a song right and then again there are various types of flutes in there so how do you know or rather how do you know what type of flute would be apt for this piece of music that's where i'm trying it's to get all, to again you know see when you're doing it you do uh, you take a bunch of things and you put what you think but it's not like you delete everything else there is just <laughs> at the end of the song right so it's it's just the takes i i i've used i might it'll be in my arrangement and right at the end of the arrangement i might have three or four different other flute takes yeah which when the project goes to uh, ar when i when i present it to him i'll explain yeah. that and you know he has the option of changing the flute if he wants correct or doing okay. anything more if he wants right right but because see to me the point is say it, it's a song the tune is there the lyrics um uh, again see depends on what level the songs come at various levels agree okay? like i've got songs which have come to me with the finished vocal right okay 
and uh, I've got songs which have come to me just with AR singing the tune. Mm. The lyrics are not even being written. Yeah, so which means right? gibberish. Which, 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 yeah. So which means then you know. So I'm building on the song, but I know once the vocals come and everything, only then it will get even more properly built up. Right. So basically, the tune comes, and I'm just doing the bed track. So the when the lyrics are ready. the singer can sing on the bed track we have the vocals and then we program around the chords and do whatever right. we need to do what about the right. interludes part uh, especially and all that is at the end bro first right. we do we do the pallavi vicharnams yeah and then we plan for the interludes you know how the song going to in- intro so I that's see, that's I, more like a collaborative effect effort uh, sorry um collaborative uh, how should i put it i'm losing out on words that's a collaboration between yourself and the composer to come yeah, up with a certain type of, of there's a lot of discussion always right. with which it's like when a song comes you know it, it always starts with a call between me and her and yeah uh, a discussion on uh you know what how he sees the song how he sees the entry what is going to happen in the entry and right. what happens and then when the you know where, where the beat kicks in or whatever mm. uh that whole flow is explained so you you you, you got the intro parameters your first bgm mm. until where the pallavi comes and then you know then the pallavi comes and when the pallavi is over you have the second bgm mm. now there if he has an idea he'll tell it and if he hasn't got an idea we do something right and then we present it and then he you know he says we want to change it we change it uh we want to add some instruments on it we do we decide what again you know yeah it's a collaborative 100% yes. collaborative because it's his song and he has an idea of what he wants right mm. and sometimes i do stuff and give it to him and he's really happy with he'll be like bro, bro mm. i like it you know so we we just leave it like this so nice uh it it you know it's it's all touch and go you know yeah and, sometimes you know he'll just play something on it you know so there it's 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 a nice. wide open uh, gamut of i can imagine scenarios i can imagine of of all the songs that you have produced or rather you as part of your collaboration with arr sir uh, is there a song that's very close to your heart and then it holds a special memory memory rather <laughs> or are there many does your smile say that there's too many man there's I mean you know I I don't know see the you know see there there is lot there was a point where I think right in the beginning you know I think uh, uh the my first tamil song for him uh was oh maria yeah right? and I love it kadalardanam and you know so when that song came out I was super excited and mm. stuff like that because I was like my first release uh which I had first song I had done for AR and then uh there was a lot of excitement uh, during uh, Shakalaka baby mm. uh, was another one uh, yeah. because I remember I had I had to catch a flight and go and these guys were making me sing and they were like you know it was like it was insane so there there you know and then there's memories you know i mean there there everything there. see because everything is an experience right They're working on during alepai the kandugunde mm. kandugunde or you know uh, gajini slum dog whatever it is like everything mm. was a uh, memory rhythm uh, you know so it it's 
everything was a beautiful memory there bro because i can imagine to me that place was so spiritual like when you when you sit there and you make the song and that aura and you know just the you know it it's it, it was like a crazy like you know three four nights i'd just be there you know without sleeping we'd be sleeping on the carpet <laughs> and you know it it is crazy you know you just get fed eat sleep program eat sleep program you know and sleep is on the carpet for like three four all pa- break shifts you know and uh it, oh it was madness but uh it was beautiful madness you know mm. it was just absolutely bliss for me love it and any breakfast memories i know for the fact that early in the morning so likes to have breakfast obviously like anyone else yeah, yeah. i've he... been once one morning <laughs> i tell you what he did is around 5 5:30 in the morning he says come 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 let's go so he comes he jumps inside uh, he had some four wheel drive okay yeah and he jumps inside he says he asked me to jump in so i jumped in he is driving Okay and I'm like dude I you sure you know to drive and all that like are you okay comfortable like we driven this one day it's a big one right I think it was the Pajero or something okay and he drove on I think that 100 feet road he drove for a little while then he goes one day puncher nanikara just sparing car and all that I'm like dude like don't you know then anyway then he kept driving we listening to music and then we went to uh, drive in woodlands okay and then he parks the car and then he is like you open the door to get out i am like please dude like this place is crowded you know yeah, and that this is the time he had long hair and stuff yeah and then we were like i remember we were hiding in the car and eating <laughs> because that guy used to get mobbed you know and yeah. it was crazy and even at that point it was like people saw him and you know a little commotion and all that so that is that yeah. breakfast memory was insane you know Mm. other than that like other other lots of other breakfasts would be sleepy breakfasts you know would have been would have been working till 5 in the morning slept for 3 4 hours just get up to eat something and then yeah yeah but, but what what do you guys chat about during breakfast and stuff just off the record stuff um we i mean man mostly me and air one thing right from day 1 from the day i met him uh which is an 85 or something um uh, when he was dilip yeah we constantly only spoke about gear so when i went to australia he used to call me and we used to talk about gear and only gear equipment so now now all that from gear from hardware has become software plugins uh all that stuff and we just talk about gear and tech and we both have uh what do you i i don't know you know it's 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 that's that's the thing we don't talk we've never spoken about movies or you mm. know anything else like you know what movie you saw which movies mm. or you know places i don't know we you know kind of just mostly uh gear and tech related stuff mm. production related stuff music you know yeah, yeah. but um nice yeah. and exciting and uh, i mean i mean i mean of course during during uh, uh, you know the phase that you were in in the past where clinton srinivas and of course ar sir were all together what, any memories of uh, hanging out with them in the studio anything that stands out for you 
because obviously Srinivas sir and Clinton and all have had major contributions as part of this journey as well so man you know see again it's all spurts for me because right i met i met shrini at ar studio right the first time and yeah. we met over a game of cricket <laughs> uh, i mean on tv there was a match going on india was playing badly <coughs> shrini was sitting and watching and i came and joined him i just sat there and i started watching and both of us were cursing the indian team and then he's like i'm shrinivas and i'm praveen and he goes oh your ar friend from australia and and you know i heard about you ar told me about you and blah 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 and i'm like yeah i just came in and you know some some work and you know i was all excited and uh, so and at that point shrini and me hit it off on that day mm. and i you know today we are like best friends you know mm. and uh, it, which is amazing so and that happened at ar studio where mm. shrini and me became uh he continued our journey his album with magnus sound uh yeah. and then progressed and uh you know he he was uh, he worked with me in little john he you know he composed uh, co-composed a lot of the songs with me mm. uh, uh you know so he's he's been part of my journey uh, as well and that that came from ar studio uh with clinton of course it was much later uh because clinton we are talking about alepai day and all that so yeah uh you know and and uh, no actually clinton was bizarre because after i met clinton i made him sing in my movie pooku porandanal which clinton sang for little john mm. and uh, so you know there's lots of memories with yeah. that i remember karthik coming in for boys mm. uh and you know for, for doing girlfriend venom at that time and uh you know when after that he became a sensation so yeah. you know it's it's uh, i'm i have lot of memories of so many people mm. you know across time there and musicians as well shomani and navi yeah. and uh, you know so it, it's it's crazy you know prasanna like just so many musicians so many singers uh, i was fortunate to meet uh you know and work with so many and then uh for, you know shankar mahadevan or hari haran or yeah. uh, you know get to know them personally and hang out with them sukhwinder so i you know ar's place just connected me uh, you know with with so many people with so many souls and it was crazy you know it was like it was pleasure being there bro that's it you know at a studio that's it. i love it i love hearing these stories and there i'm i'm sure there there will be a little special memory that you might be able to share um when ar so obviously visited uh, canada and there was a street named after him and i absolutely love the picture of both of you together and you're holding that street sign uh and taking a picture anything that you can share about that <laughs> that that was like he just called me out of the blue and told yeah. me uh you know he's coming to toronto and some they honoring him with the street i think yeah. i'm like what okay. <laughs> wow and uh yeah so i i don't know there was some function i didn't go for that yeah uh because i was in markham and uh then later he invited me to his hotel mm. uh so you know i went with my family uh met up with him and then he showed me the sign and i was like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that street is still there in Markham somewhere. 
but uh, oh, yeah. i think it's yet to be developed yeah maybe but, he'll come and set up something there have you visited that street later no i mean it's a, it's not it's it's a mark street but i think it's not developed yet like it's, Understand. Not, it's just empty plots right so right. there's nothing there so but the street sign is still there right uh i'm not sure <laughs> I, 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 i don't think i think that street sign was commemorative i, I don't think Understand. they erected a sign and put a street. i don't think they built a road even it's like in the plan and they, it's going to happen but but it's been a while though right shouldn't that have happened over the years uh, yeah maybe may, i mean you know i don't know man you know now covid you know i don't i've not even been devil checking <laughs> you know the last 5 years what happened you know could have maybe there's a street and there are houses there you know i don't know could yeah google and check out yeah, <laughs> yeah and on street markham <laughs> <laughs> right and then um look just some closing thoughts um how do you see the evolution of music from the time when you first started and then the era that we are in right now what's your thoughts oh it's all see everything looks to me it looks like this music when i started like i you know i started with an acoustic guitar so to me music was an instrument you play and that right like that there was this whole experience organic experience you have mm. or when when a band plays and all that it's 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 still a complete organic experience a bunch of people playing and doing that right i just see music today it's evolved into so much technology and with so much artificial intelligence coming in in, in its own little way right like and things are becoming easier and uh, lots of machines are doing loops and doing stuff and so people are like a lot of people are having taking the easy way out mm. you know and uh, you know so it's easy to get lost in that and to forget the fundamentals of mm. music uh, so i think you know a lot of you know i'm not saying everybody there are still really talented young kids around mm. but i i noticed that and i think and i i can't see it getting I, i i can just see it progressively you know i can just start you know maybe in 10 years from now computers will be composing and doing things on their own right and they'll be able to i mean you know you, but you you know where you know where i'm going right like because everything is a pattern and i think once the computers fed that many patterns it's going to sit and rationalize and put stuff together as well and yeah, it will do it probably better than a human right and uh, you know just food for thought you know yeah. but um, nice. i think that's that, that's where i see one side evolving and um, but is that a boom or a bane problem i think the other thing about music i would say is everything is getting more and more short lived correct okay yeah. the, from including the equipment to including the artists to including the song there's nothing and including the attention span thing value yeah uh, because it's too much saturation right so with this technology there's so much happening see like mm. uh, one thing which in india uh, say producers what when when we were uh, you know being producers and composers say say when you talk about the 90s to now 
you know, firstly, the, then there was a lack of education and, you know, the resources, right? To, to Today, you have YouTube, you have everything, you know, mm. you have uh, people, ex- tutorials, you have so much stuff happening. Everybody knows uh, so much more about equipment and, you know, what is everything is more freely available. They're not dealing with 300% duty like we used to. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I think all that is led leading to more saturation. There's mm. so much more music being made. Nothing is able to, you know, cut through and, you know, then there's that issue. So that's the other, that's my mm. passing thought in that, you know. So sure. uh, I'm glad I was in an era where, um, you know, at, uh, you know where we still had music sales and stuff. <laughs> mm. Mm. You know, physical sales of CDs, cassettes. Correct. You yeah, know, I do miss that too. Today, all that is not there, right? Like uh, the user experience of going and buying an AR on CD, opening it, taking the cover, and that's gone today. You know, it's all like Spotify. Read the description. You know, <laughs> and that's the and moreover inaccurate description too. Yeah, and it doesn't. You know, I I think it's 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 the whole thing of you know i think they, maybe today that nft culture is trying to bring that back you know but mm-hmm. saying you know when it's different when you have it in your hand and you take it and you put it in your car and listen to it you know correct uh, that uh, i think that element i i am a little sad that it's missing and it's, yeah. it's going to be missing till some something comes up for sure yeah yeah, for sure, I completely agree. And and lastly, your thoughts on short form, instant fame versus weeks and weeks of hard work and lukewarm response. Similar story. That doesn't see uh, music is something. I think you should not look at what the point is. What comes out of it comes out of it, okay? Yeah. And uh, you cannot let that define you or, you know, get attached to it or whatever. The The, the point is, uh, it, it uh, you know, frustration is a part of a musician because I think, you know, when you're learning an instrument, you have to practice. You can't just pick up a guitar and start playing it. You know, you, you've got to practice. you got to, you know, otherwise you, you, the sound, it, it won't sound correct. Right, like mm. you, 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 you won't be able to, uh, you know, intend the string correctly with your fingers and stuff, right? So, and that comes from practice, right? And same thing with the drums. You know, you want to play drums. You know, you got to practice, and you got to. It takes while to be a seasoned tight drummer or a keyboard player. Yeah. So now that people overcome it by, you know, uh, by practicing, you know, then there are a lot of people who get frustrated and they give up learning the instrument. Mm. Right. So I think music, again, it's about you can have weeks and weeks of thing and put out lots of songs and nothing can happen versus one person who just put out some song and it becomes a hit. Mm. Um, but you have to look at the value. You're allowed to say, well, people accepted something because it's a hit, because it gelled with them, mm. you know. And I'm I'm talking about a genuine hit. I'm not talking Understand. about somebody who's buying YouTube views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm yeah. talking about like you know. So uh, obviously, there's some reason people have grabbed onto that song, yeah. right? So if you put out a song and your song is not well accepted, it's completely your fault. 
right? It, it just means you've not connected with them. I'm not saying the song is good or bad. You you, you don't have to punish yourself, mm. but it just means you lost one opportunity to connect. Right. Uh, whatever you tried to do to connect did not connect mm. with the audience. And when I say it connects, it means it connects means say you hear a song of mine, and you decide to share it. Mm. that is what i call a uh, you know a natural connector so you know you engage in it mm. right and if you don't you you sit listen go alarka and you just leave it <laughs> then you've not engaged in it right so uh, for varying reasons some songs go and sometimes some songs are just funny and they become hits yeah you know they people will share it just because of that right yeah so it whatever said and done right you have to stir the music is something which has to come and stir the soul so good. that's that's what we need to do right and yeah. i think we got to keep trying to do that and we got to try our best to do that at the same time that's not the prime objective you know so you you don't try to formulate to do that you know yeah it should happen yeah. naturally so and i think that's the love art form everybody's trying to perfect yeah very well said i so love it it's so inspiring so mr pravin just before we wrap up the podcast and before i let you go i'm so sorry we went over an hour i tried no very worries, hard no. but i still have so many topics to touch on but i want to bring you back for 2.0 or rather part 2 yeah your next round we'll do and and i i want to touch on a lot of other topics so before i let you go um a message for arr sir why are this podcast message for arr sir <laughs> or arr for you <laughs> for me yeah um yeah i call him bro but nice. um my message is uh do whatever you're doing i, I you know i i keep seeing him uh, pretty content and relaxed these days um uh, and uh, i've seen him uh, you know kind of also when he was jam packed with work you know in the early 2000s and stuff so yeah um and i used to keep telling him then you need a break you need a holiday and stuff and you know he was like ah oh, that time all that but now he seems like he's found a nice space and zone and i really wish uh him to be in that zone and looking forward to hearing a lot more music and you know collaborating more <laughs> so hmm. for sure yeah. amazing and a message for the music aspirants who want to get into music because as part of this podcast journey a lot of fans have got together and we have what's called this i love arr community and there are heaps and heaps of music aspirants um so would like to get your um your your message your thoughts which will inspire them music aspirants as in as in uh, wanting to get into get into music as a career okay yeah i mean <clears throat> the you know like it's a wonderful journey uh and there is nothing easy or hard about it i think uh it it's a journey that you just embark on mm. and you got to find your way through it you got to enjoy it you got to experience it and um do what it takes and um I think uh, cherish that experience and mm. uh, you know and you'll find your way you'll find that's, that's the way that's the way nice love it and that's a great way to 
wrap up this podcast uh, mr pravin cherish the experience i'm going to cherish this experience of uh, uh, interacting with you for about an hour and a half and i'm so looking forward to bringing you back uh, for another long discussion and this this was this bloody masterclass i love it i love it and and i'm going to cherish this My for a long time it was a good one i enjoyed the chat i hope i didn't bore not at all i mean i could have gone for hours Wait. but i was just conscious Wait. that i didn't want you to beat me up later saying hey you kept me here for 3 hours i told you 1 hour <laughs> no 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 so before i let you go is there anything that you want to talk about or touch on before you no, push the no, no. I mean, meeting button i think this was nice and informal i think this was uh, yeah you know i mean it's 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 best you know uh where we are at because i think you yeah. asked some nice questions thank you so much it was just me being curious as far as your listeners go also you know it it is that because i can't you know it's too much to go into song by song detail of how you know and they all it's all the same process each process is different you know there were songs which were done in two days yeah songs which were done in three months so i can imagine you know, it's all different but uh, yeah. I think this is nice and tight and good and we'll save some for the next next time. For sure, for sure. Um Mr. Praveen, thank you so much once again. Have a superb no, evening. Let me know. Send me a link on WhatsApp whenever this will come out in a day or two because okay. I am so excited to release this. Oh, when you yeah, just just tag me. I will. I will for sure. Okay. I will for sure. No worries. Thank you Praveen. Have a great evening. No worries. Okay, bye. bye. You too, man. Take care. Bye. <laughs>